Hey, what's up? You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show podcast. Thanks for checking it out, and make sure you subscribed. The only way to bag a classy lady is to give her two tickets to the gun show. It's Monday Gun Day with the gun guy. Just watch out for the guns. They'll get you. Guy Stop calling your arms guns. The Hammer and Nigel Show, 93 WIBC. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. Also joining us live in studio, Second Amendment attorney, licensed firearms instructor, and host of the Gun Guy Show, Guy Relford. How are you? Man, I'm great. And thanks, as always, to our sponsor, Fort Liberty Firearms in Avon, 8401 East Highway 36. Great place to buy firearms, ammunition, or accessories. And check out their new safe room where they're selling quality American-made safes. That's my buddies at FortLibertyFirearms.com. Where did you just get... Did you just get back from Arizona? I did, yeah, Saturday, uh, just in time to do my show. Man, my flight landed at 3.07. I had to get my, my luggage, including uh, my AR-15, <laughs> off the air. So you were doing gun stuff I in Arizona. I was doing gun stuff, yeah. I was at a great training facility called Gunsight, uh, which is probably the premier firearms training facility in the world. Uh, it's out in Paulden, Arizona, which is two hours north of Phoenix. So, yeah, I was there all week, five days for a... Uh, they called it a carbine class, which essentially, you know, a fighting rifle class. And I was there all five days. I was there with some pretty high-speed dudes. Fighting uh, rifle class? Fighting rifle class, yeah. You know, and, and, like where you uh, go through, like, obstacle courses and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, we, we cleared houses, uh, which was a real eye-opener. I've done some of that before, but this was much more intense, where there's good guys and bad guys, you know, in a relatively small structure, and you got to clear it. And uh, and shoot the bad guys and not shoot the good guys and not get shot. Right. And when you're balanced on all those things, it gets pretty dicey minute, pretty fast. Because when you're worried about getting shot, the 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 time you have to make a decision of whether you're going to shoot uh, a particular target, you know, whether it's a good guy or a bad guy. And these are, you know, it, in a millisecond, you know, can you tell whether that guy's holding a cell phone or or a pistol? You know, and 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 so it, that's the kind of training that takes place at this gun site place. Yeah, exactly. You didn't mean no, literally did shot. Yeah, absolutely. You didn't literally mean get shot. No, like, uh, well, <laughs> not well, not literally get shot. No, because they 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 simulate the, all this stuff. They okay, didn't, they didn't fire back at you. Well, not that I could tell. But no, no. How, do you, how the hell do you get no, an AR? How, how do you get an AR fifteen on an airplane? <laughs> well, there's you know that, that's a great question. In fact, I ended up doing most of my show on Saturday about traveling with firearms since I'd just done it. But there's a way for you to uh, declare an unloaded firearm in your checked baggage, and I have a big. Uh, pelican case designed specifically for my rifle to travel with it and it's actually got a, a cut out in the foam in it uh, to take a pistol as well as my rifle and you walk up to the baggage claim and you say i want to declare an unloaded firearm uh in my checked bag and you have to have it in a locked hard-sided container uh there's an inspection process you go through two tsa you need to give yourself probably an extra you know, 30, 45 minutes to get through the whole baggage check-in process. But I've done it dozens and dozens of times. So after you've done it a few times, it's it's uh, it's not too big a deal, except I always chuckle to myself. There's great entertainment value in the fact that when you say, I need to declare an unloaded firearm in my check bag, the, the, at the, right there at the baggage counter where everybody's checking in and checking all their stuff yeah. too, they typically, in Indy, they have you open the case right there it has to be all locked up right i've got four padlocks on my rifle case so i take my, my my padlocks off and you open the case 
and there's an AR-15 and a pistol, and and you've got all these people behind. Is there an audible gasp? And and you hear him say, you know, I don't want to go on that flight. You know, so there's some entertainment value. I love that that. Nigel goes through and he gets the rubber glove treatment. Guy Relford's walking through there with an AR-15 and he's fine. Well, well, no, you can definitely expect to get some extra love going through security. I'll guarantee you, no, no doubt about it. Are you allowed to have ammunition in there too? Yeah, you can have a this... limited amount of ammunition. It has to be boxed up. They typically want no. it in the original factory box, but it can be in that. It can't, the gun can't be loaded, no, but yeah. you can have ammunition in that same hard-sided lock container, according to TSA regs. But typically, I mean, I'm, I was going to a class where we went through, you know, 1,200 rounds in a week. Now, you can't take that on an airplane, so I just bought that when I got okay. there. So this gun site training facility that you went That's to, it's cool. out in Arizona, were you the old guy there? Oh, guy God, yes. Thing? Oh, you have no idea. Yeah. Because, was... like, around here, you're the dude. You're the gun guy. You know, I've passed legislation. Look who my clients are. Yeah. Out there, you're the old guy. Oh, I was definitely the old guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're, we're running around in the desert for five days with an AR-15. You know, it's 100 degrees. And, and it was very physical. I mean, we had to run obstacle courses, or, you know, where there are targets out in the distance, uh, which were awesome. It was fun. But you're engaging targets out to 300 yards. and But you have to find them. And you have to shoot them. And you have to get on down the... the it's very rocky trail um, uh, down to the uh, next potential target. And, you're, you know, as you're scanning the whole time, it was it was intense. And then the, the part for me is was getting down into different shooting positions because, like, there are times when you got to be running along, so you got to jump down into prone because you got to get a long shot. The only way to really do that accurately is to be in a prone rifle position. Does that mean you're laying on your stomach? So you got to, that... yeah, jump down yeah. flat on your stomach. And then you got to jump back up. Well, my jumping back up days <laughs> are, are waning rapidly. But you hold you. your own, though, right? Oh, I, I, uh, you know yeah. what? I, I would tell the instructors, you know what? I'm going to do every damn thing I need to do out here. It may not be fast, may not be pretty, but I'm going to get it done. It's the Toby Keith song. I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm as good once <laughs> as I ever was. <laughs> That's right. And, you know, the whole thing came down to a shoot-off. Uh, the last day, the fifth day, the last two hours or so we were there, and it was a competition. And and it, it was a bunch of moving around and reloading, but you had to shoot standing at a hundred yard target, and then you had to do a speed reload, you know, which is essentially an emergency reload, get more a different magazine into the gun as quickly as possible, jump down into sitting, squatting, or kneeling as a shooting position. And I got to tell you, Mike, the the days of me my knees allowing me to get into a squatting position <laughs> and shoot those days, my my knees would implode if I tried that. You know, so I jumped down into a shooting uh, position from sitting. And and you get but we, you shot a hundred yard target from standing, a hundred and fifty yard target from sitting. Is the way I did it. And then you need to jump down into prone, and there's mag changes between all of these, and shoot a two hundred yard target. And you're against one other guy, and the guy who shoots all three targets the fastest wins. And so it's a bunch of movement and you know essentially gymnastics with a rifle, and then accuracy in terms of being able to hit the damn thing. And I got down, I got down to the final four. Um, in my class, and then the guy who won the whole thing eventually beat me. So, how'd you feel yeah. when you woke up the next day, though? <laughs> oh, like, yeah, I, I, you said you had to buy your ammo there. Did you have to buy the Aleve while you were there, too? Oh, yeah. I'm setting world records in uh, Tylenol consumption. I'm telling you right you now. Know, Hammer, you and I should go out there, except for, instead of AR 15s, we should do it with Nerf guns. <laughs> see what that's like. That's it doesn't matter my... what you give me. I ain't getting back up that quick. No, I'm serious, down on the ground. I'm going to be there for a while. Well, well that was my issue. It's like, I, I'm great getting down because gravity is my friend at that point <laughs> it's getting back up that's the issue but but uh, there's a great connection though because the ceo of gunsight which has been around for decades um and again the premier training facility in the world the ceo is former boone county sheriff boone county indiana sheriff uh, ken campbell 
And so Ken's been a good buddy of mine for a long time. He's been trying to get me out to Gunsight for a long time. And it was great to go out and see him. And he's doing a fabulous job running that place. So there's a great Indiana connection there. Hey, can, can we keep you around for another segment? You I want to make sure absolutely. and have enough time to ask you about that. I think it's a huge story about how credit card companies have sort of reworked their code to track purchases of, of guns and gun shops. I really wanted to ask you about that. I think it's a huge story. Can you stick around? You betcha. Hey, we'll be right back with uh, Guy Relford, the gun guy, here on the Hammer and Nigel Show. The Hammer and Nigel Show. It's very, very noisy. 93 WIPC. It's the natural way radio should be. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. Guy Relford joining us here live in studio. The uh, headline reads as this, NRA furious over gun shop sales tracking using new credit card codes. So basically Visa and MasterCard and uh, Amex are categorizing gun shop sales now, which some say could lead to like some sort of national registry. Uh, what do you think about this guy? What happened it, here? It's... And it sounds like there's going to be some lawsuits to follow. Yeah, it's really um, kind of disgusting. What it is is there's this international standardization group that um, deals with banking and financial uh, institutions, financial transactions. And and there's been a, a coding process for a long time in terms of if something shows up on, on your credit card statement, it, it can be coded to say, well, this was from a grocery store, you know, that credit card transaction. There's a, a code that gets assigned to grocery stores, or this came from a gas station. They've now assigned... Uh, and this is this is after pressure from gun control groups, including members of Congress, uh, like Elizabeth Warren, who are pushing gun control. The financial institutions now, uh, credit card companies, are going to start um, assigning a code to any purchase from a gun store, so as to record any time you use your credit card in a gun store. And they say they want to do this to track potentially suspicious activity of people using their credit card in gun stores. So says who? Whose definition of suspicious activity? Ex well, that's exactly the question, Jason, and that's a, you, you're wise to ask that question because it, it, according to the credit card company, uh, and by the way, who are they going to report this to? Are they going to turn around and just turn all that data immediately? Because it's a private entity, right? So they can do with their data what they choose uh, within some limits, but, but they, you know, they're going to report all credit card transactions at gun stores to what? The ATF or the FBI uh, or Homeland and security, and they say, "Well, this is way. This way, we can, we can, we can um, potentially head off a mass shooting." Why? If if I'm getting ready for my trip, you know, out to Gunsight that we just talked about, yeah. and, and so I want to go buy a new rifle and a new handgun because this course took a rifle and a handgun. I just want a new rifle and a handgun. So I go buy two guns for my training trip out to Gunsight. Is that a is that su suspicious activity? Because I bought two guns. Does that mean I'm the next mass shooter? Does that mean I'm going to have the FBI following me around because I used my credit card to buy two? two Haven't two you pistols? had issues with this before, where a credit card company? Oh was yes. Kind of being big brother on your purchases? Oh, absolutely. I've had credit card companies refuse to process transactions, wow. even for buying my book, Gun Safety for Dummies. Uh, we, we, won't, we won't handle that purchase because it has to do with guns. I go, whoa, whoa, it's about gun safety. It's about saving lives. It's a uh, gun safety book. Yeah, no, no, we, we won't handle it. Or, or for my classes uh, at tactical firearms training. No, we won't handle that because it has to do with guns. So, yeah, there's two different issues. One is they're discriminating against uh, the gun industry, anything associated with the Second Amendment. And we've had bills that we haven't, get, hadn't, haven't gotten out of committee in our Republican-controlled General Assembly here in Indiana to at least limit that or discourage that. And separately now, they're talking about tracking us, tracking any time that you make a purchase in a gun store and then 
essentially reporting that to some government entity so they can investigate when someone makes a purchase in a gun store. It's it's outrageous, and the idea and and, and the idea is clearly designed around chilling the exercise of Second Amendment rights in in, in America, and that and that's that's disconcerting. And I think it's the the point needs to be made. It's not just Visa, Mastercard, and American Express all just to unilaterally you know, decided right. to do this on their own. They're they're capitulating to. Um, anti-gun politicians and and activists, right? Exactly. I mean, they, they bowed down to the anti-2A people, and now they're doing what they say. They're exactly. doing their bidding. Exactly, and it's a private entity. These are private credit card companies. So the question becomes, what are we going to do with that data? I mean, are we going to see on social media, hey, you need to know that, you know, in, 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 in uh, Zionsville, Indiana, you know, Nigel Laskowski yeah. made the following purchase at a gun store. You people in you, so you, you people in Zionsville need to know that Nigel just spent eight hundred dollars in a gun store. You better be concerned <laughs> about that. I mean, literally, that kind of crap can come out of this. So, there's going to be lawsuits on this. I would certainly think so. Uh, I'm looking at it on behalf of the Two A Project uh, yeah. here in Indiana um, because uh, it, it clearly. Um, is, is is they haven't been able to get anything done in Congress, right? They can't pass gun control um, at the at state or local right. or federal level. So what are they trying to do? They're trying to use private financial yep. institutions now to attack the lawful exercise of Second Amendment rights. It's disgusting. It's reprehensible. And yeah, there's going to be a fight over it for sure. Monday, gun day. Guy Relford with us here on the Hammer and Nigel Show. Got just a couple of minutes left here. This story kind of makes me smile uh, because if you are a left-leaning politician in California, you have to go all in to advance your career. So this mayoral candidate, it's a Democrat from Los Angeles, anti-gun as you could possibly get. Well, his home was burglarized. Guess what was taken, guy? Her her home. Her yeah. home. Yeah, two guns. Two guns. <laughs> <laughs> but not only that, they didn't take anything else. Right. And and, the, and they don't in California you have to store those things away safe, right? Like you have to put those things away in a safe. You have well, to there's a website. Well, that's what's really interesting. And my BS meter was just pegged on this because she came out and she's a current congresswoman, California congresswoman, yeah. now running for mayor, and she came out and said, "Yeah, they broke in. All they took was two guns." And she said, "Oh, but the guns were were stored safely and securely in a lockbox." Uh -huh. But the only thing they took were the two guns that were supposedly locked up and left behind, according to her, all right? This isn't me. She said, um, left uh, va other valuables, including jewelry, electronics, and cash, cash, and only took mm. the guns that were securely locked away. And if your BSO meter isn't pegged on this one going, <laughs> hold on, they left behind cash and they only took your guns? Right. And they were locked up? How exactly does that work? But but let me ask you this rhetorical question. In my experience, and I've dealt with this in, in several different cases, when does someone report guns stolen that just perhaps, and I'm not accusing anyone, I have no idea, weren't really stolen? What motivation do you have to report guns stolen? I'll just throw that out there because there are several hypothetical answers to that. Again, I'm not it's accusing like anyone of anything. The question, do you report if a hooker robs you? Yeah, right. Because, you know, on one hand, you bought a hooker. On the other hand, yeah, she took your money. Right. It's kind of the same thing exactly. here. Exactly. It's, you know, your car gets stolen out of a strip joint parking lot. I mean, you know, how, motiv <laughs> how motivated are you to report that? No, exactly right. Where can I, people uh, get a hold of you at, man? Where uh, where can people get a hold of you? Do you have a show this weekend? Relfordlaw.com is the best place to get a hold of me. And yeah, absolutely. we got a show this weekend. This week, you know, now it gets a little dicey Saturday to Saturday because uh, of you. IU football. Yeah. 
But yeah, as far as I know, we have a show this weekend and we'll be rocking it. Guy Relford, thank you. Thank you, guys. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Be sure to catch us every weekday, 3 to 7 on 93 WIBC or subscribe and get it right to your phone.